welcome to today's episode of A Journey to Loving Yourself, a podcast that guides you on a journey of rediscovering who you truly are so you can love yourself and the world around you unconditionally. Hey, I'm Fran and I'm on an amazing journey of self-love. A big part of this journey has been realising that love was always there. It's just a case of removing any blocks that were preventing me from loving myself. This journey has inspired me to help people rediscover that love within themselves because self-love really is the key to a happy life. And my name is Andrew. After undergoing a significant spiritual awakening, I found what I have always been looking for, the unconditional peace, love and joy of remembering the truth of who I am and the truth of existence. This is the only truth there is, that there is only oneness, awareness or love. I'm now dedicating my life to helping as many people as possible to remember this truth so that you too can experience this incredible discovery. We are so excited to be on this journey with you, offering you advice, tools and exercises to find love once again within yourself. If you enjoy this podcast, we would be super grateful if you could like, rate and review it. You can find us on Instagram at at surrendercommunity and at fearlessly.me.now. We also have a mailing list if you would like to receive exclusive discounts and be kept up to date with events and courses. Just find the link in the episode description. We hope you enjoy the episode. and welcome to another episode of A Journey to Loving Yourself. In this episode, we are talking about setting healthy boundaries. What are healthy boundaries? Well, a few examples include saying no to things you don't want to do or don't have the resources to do, leaving situations that are harmful to you, Telling others how you want to be treated. Being aware of your own feelings and allowing yourself to feel differently from others. Not trying to change, fix or rescue others from difficult situations or feelings. Prioritising self-care. Allowing others to make their own decisions. Putting healthy boundaries in place is vitally important on the journey to loving yourself. Why is setting boundaries so important? Well, boundaries outline the primary foundation for how you want other people to treat you. They ensure a sense of mutual respect and limit the likelihood of people manipulating or taking advantage of you. Boundaries also honour your need for self-care and personal integrity. We all have limits in our relationships and ignoring those limits can lead to feelings of resentment. People with healthy boundaries tend to have a high awareness of their needs. They also value their identity and they don't compromise themselves for other people. Although it's an important skill, Many people don't actually know how to set boundaries. It isn't exactly taught in school or by parents who struggle with boundaries and may not know how to teach their children. That said, you can learn 
How to identify and implement healthy boundaries. Hello, Andrew. Hello, lovely. What does it mean to set healthy boundaries? Well, when you don't love yourself, you allow many others to walk all over you because you want to make them happy and you don't want any conflict because otherwise they may not show you acceptance, attention or love. And worse, they may blame you for their negative emotions. And because you are so desperate for love, you become very fragile and so are susceptible to being taken advantage of by those who prey on people like you. Most people are seeking something from the other person in every interaction. This could simply be companionship because they don't like being alone, someone to make them laugh because they are not happy within themselves, someone to make them look popular or to prop up their status. Some may want compliments from you or for you to make them feel good about themselves. Some may look for money. Some may want you to help them through your job or to do them some kind of favour. Some may want sex from you. Some may want someone to listen to their problems and to agree that they are a victim and are unlucky. Some may want to have power over you so that their ego feels good. And so everyone is going to have expectations of you based on what they're looking for. But you are not here to meet the expectations of other people's egos. You are not here to live your life for others. Other people's happiness is not your responsibility. You are here to follow your joy and to live the unique life you came here to live. And people are going to have a problem with that because it means you don't fulfill their expectations and beliefs of what you should be doing. When you don't love yourself, you effectively sacrifice your happiness to try and please other people. But when you meet other people's expectations, most of the time, they're not actually happy. They're just undisturbed. You've just done what they expected you to do. Even if they are happy as a result of it, this happiness is very short term and soon they'll be looking for something else from you. And everyone has different expectations of you, so it's impossible to please everyone. For instance, your partner may want you to spend more time with them. Your friends may demand the same. Your priests wants you to spend more time at church. And your employer may want you to spend more time at work. It's impossible to please everyone as you only have limited time. And if you actually inquired within yourself, you may find that actually you don't want to do any of that and you just want to relax on your own. But when you try to please everyone else, you end up pleasing no one especially not yourself. When you love yourself, you have no problem putting boundaries in place. You're not desperate for love from outside sources, so you just do what you want to do, what brings you joy, and if anyone has a problem with it, then that's okay, it doesn't matter. This is because even if no one else accepts or loves you, you still love yourself, so you're still happy. Pleasing others is not really your intention. Therefore, if someone isn't treating you the way you wish to be treated, then you can simply tell them that if they do this again, you will cut off the relationship. It sounds harsh, but if you don't do this, people will continue to take advantage of you. Setting boundaries is a way of you telling the universe what you are not willing to stand for. How will the universe know unless you set those boundaries? 
The most common example of this type of situation is between people and their parents. Our parents probably have more expectations of us than anyone else. They believe that they are responsible for making sure we live a life based on what they think is right for us. But they have no clue what our life paths are. So what often happens is parents demand their sons and daughters to live a life based on what they believe is right. And many sons and daughters want, often want to say no and to put boundaries in place, but they're afraid because their parents' love is the closest thing to unconditional love that they get. So they don't want to put boundaries in place and risk cutting off the relationship with their parents, as then they may no longer receive love from what they consider to be the most reliable source. And parents know this and subconsciously use this to have power over their sons and daughters. As a result, many people suppress so much anger relating to their parents just to play happy families. Of course, this is not unconditional love. If a parent truly loves you, they'll want you to be happy no matter what and will not try to control you in any way. Remember, true love and freedom are two sides of the same coin. People may call you selfish for living the life you want and not meeting their expectations. They may blame you for their unhappiness. But that is their problem. You're not selfish for respecting yourself. You're not selfish for wanting to be happy. You're not selfish for loving yourself. You're not selfish for not wanting to be taken advantage of. The only reason people will be disturbed if you live the life that you want and do what you want to do isn't that you haven't met their expectations, but that they had expectations of you to begin with. And what often happens when someone points a finger at you, they have three fingers pointing back. So when someone calls you selfish, what is actually true is that they have been the selfish one for having expectations of you in the first place. There are not many examples of people in this world who truly love themselves, and so people often confuse it with selfishness. They have no idea what else to call someone like this. They're not used to it. So to set boundaries, you must first not fear being alone. If you fear being alone, then you'll always favour being around others than being on your own, even if those others are taking advantage of you. If you don't fear being alone, then you will always favour being on your own than being with people who take advantage of you or don't treat you lovingly. If you fear being alone, it's because you have not found self-love. So when others are not around you, you think, how am I going to receive love, acceptance or attention now? Again, to truly, unconditionally, permanently love yourself, then you must discover who you truly are first. Because if you don't know who you truly are, how can you love who you truly are? Here are some tips on how to set healthy boundaries. Number one, list your most important priorities. What's non-negotiable to you? Take some time to consider these by writing them down. Self-awareness really is the first step towards change. It may help by thinking about some past times where you maintained certain limits. How did it feel when you respected yourself in that way? Now reflect on times when you backtracked or compromised your needs. How did that feel? Number two, 
And this links back to our last episode. Pay attention to your intuition. You know that nagging voice in the back of your head? Well, they're guiding you in the right direction. So pay attention. Number three, assume responsibility for your needs. No matter how much you love your friends and family, it's still your job to take care of yourself. This means avoiding blaming other people for your emotions, accepting difficult circumstances as a regular part of growth, taking ownership over your actions and how they affect others, and making decisions that serve your best interest. When you start being responsible for yourself and your needs, you release having intense expectations for how other people should behave. You also avoid being a victim of your circumstances and this mindset can help simplify your boundaries. Number four, practice saying no. No is a complete sentence. That truth may seem inconceivable, particularly if you hold on to biases that no makes you a mean person or a bad friend. But saying no to other people often means saying yes to yourself. And why shouldn't you matter? If no feels too uncomfortable, then you can try saying, I wish I could, but unfortunately that won't work for me. Thanks for thinking of me, but I'm going to have to turn it down. I can't do it this time. Importantly, try to avoid lying about why you're saying no. Although a white lie may seem harmless, it's easy to to forget what you said or get caught up in your own deception. Number five, use I statements. I statements help you communicate your needs and feelings without attacking the other person. They can be extremely effective in boundary work. That said, many times we rush to use statements. You hurt my feelings. You never want to go anywhere. You don't care about my job when we feel angry or hurt. You statements come across accusatory and they often result in the other person becoming defensive or withdrawn. I statements can include, I felt X when you Y. I would really prefer, I hope to. Moving forward, I need to. Six, avoid excessive apologizing. Remember that firm boundaries don't require anyone else's approval. Moreover, apologising doesn't necessarily change how the other person might feel about you. Compare these two boundaries. I'm sorry, something just came up and I won't be able to attend the meeting. I'm hoping I can join next time. Or, I'm really sorry, I won't be able to attend the meeting. I've been so swamped. I know this meeting was important to you and I was really hoping I could make it. I know we need to get some things prepared and I feel so bad that I'm cancelling on you at the last moment. Your time is so precious and I hate disrespecting it. Notice the difference? In the first example, you're offering a direct boundary with a simple apology for any inconvenience it may cause. But in the second statement, the boundary becomes muddled by guilt and fear. You're practically begging the other person to validate that it's okay you set the boundary. And this is a really interesting one because I can relate to this very much. (laughs) When I play netball even, I know I'm an attacker 
And I find myself over-apologising when I'm going for the ball and then the defender bumps into me. And I'm just thinking, why am I apologising? I'm just playing netball. <laughs> You're the one bumping into me. But I seem to feel this need to over-apologise. So this is definitely something that I am working on. Number seven, be consistent with implementing your boundaries. Your boundaries won't carry much weight if you don't enforce them. If people know you'll give in to what they want, they might just ignore your requests altogether. Consistency means following through with your boundaries, even if you don't want to do it at that moment. For example, let's say your co-worker routinely procrastinates doing her tasks at work. You feel annoyed when she asks for help and you tell her you're too busy. But a few days later, when it's time to finish a group project, you inevitably pick up her slack. She might apologise and avoid making the same mistake. Or, because she knew she could rely on you, the pattern may repeat itself. That's why implementation is everything. If you say you're going to do something, you must do it. Number eight, expect the discomfort. Unfortunately, setting boundaries doesn't always feel good. In fact, it can feel incredibly awkward or even painful. You might feel guilty asking for what you need, even if the other person seems receptive. Some people might not respect your boundaries, and this pushback can feel disheartening, especially if you aren't expecting it. Remember that this doesn't mean you need to back down. Discomfort can sometimes be a part of the growth process. When setting boundaries, it isn't your responsibility to make other people happy. It's certainly a nice bonus, but if that's your main focus, you aren't actually setting a boundary. Number nine, setting boundaries can feel like a significant adjustment if you're used to people pleasing or rejecting your own needs. At times, you may question if it's even worth it especially if someone doesn't respect your boundary. It may be helpful to remind yourself of a mantra to remind yourself of the benefits, such as, my boundaries allow me to love myself. Boundaries protect me from resentment. I am allowed to have limits. I am grateful to give myself what I need. Can you share with us all some experiences that you've had Firstly, where you've had to put boundaries in place with people in order to protect your own energy. And then secondly, perhaps a situation where you didn't put boundaries in place, but you felt on reflection that you wish you had. I'm never afraid really to put boundaries and I have no problem cutting off relationships if I uh, don't feel the other person res respects me or is treating me the way I wish to be treated so I have many examples of putting boundaries in place one of the earliest ones is with my father he did not treat me or our family with with much love and so it got to a point even when I was a young child to basically cut off the relationship I still had to live in the same house but I just stopped talking to him I stopped interacting with him and we i he was basically out of my life you know we didn't cr cross each other's paths i went to school by bus and came back by bus and you know i that's when i started to feel a lot lot better 
just by putting that boundary in place. Another instance of putting a boundary in place was at one of my jobs. I had been employed into a job where um, I had met the manager in the job interview and he was really nice. But soon after I joined the company, that particular manager left and I was transferred to a different manager who didn't treat anyone in her team with respect, uh, certainly not love. And everyone else was afraid to stand up to her really, but I just basically said, no, I kept pushing her back whenever she tried to treat me with disrespect or whatever. It got to a point where I told her, look, I've I've had enough. You, you've uh, treated me with disrespect too many times and I'm leaving. And I, when I gave her the month's notice, the fear in her eyes, she was like, oh my God, oh. Because people like that, they don't expect you to stand up for yourself. They're, they're often very used to getting their way with people. And so when they see someone who's fearless, who can stand up to them, then they, they're they just taken aback. They, they don't know what to do. And I could tell she was very disturbed within herself. And she, I think it started within her, uh, a process of hopefully self-inquiry yeah. and maybe assessing her actions and the way she talks to others. So hopefully the people in her team are being treated a little bit better than when I was treated there. And another example, I mean, I've got loads, but uh, I'll just give one more. So my mother is one of those typical mothers who just demands all my time and energy. She just wants me to visit all the time, to call all the time. To be honest, like most of the time when I'm with her, she's just complaining in victimhood mentality. And it's quite a drain on my energy. Before my spiritual awakening, I, I never really stood up to her that much. Not enough for her to like really stop, uh, you know, draining our energy. She just kept on complaining, complaining. Then when I started to love myself more, I started putting boundaries in place. I said, look, if you're going to keep complaining, then I'm going to end the phone call. I'm going to leave and go home if I visited her. And so after a few times of pushing that boundary and saying, this is your last chance, she eventually got the message. She's, nowadays, she complains a lot, lot less. And bear in mind, you know, her stopping her complaining is benefiting her more than more than me. You know, not being in that victimhood mentality means she's not lowering her own vibration. And, you know, every time I've put boundaries in place in any relationship, I've never, ever regretted it. It's never been a decision that I've regretted. In terms of examples of not putting boundaries in place, I wouldn't say, I can't think of anything off the top of my head just purely because, uh, you know, I've always been able to put boundaries. There was just instances when I was a very young child, I was unable to really uh, put boundaries with my parents. So there's not much else I could have done as a young child at that time. What about you, Fran? Can you think of any examples of when you put boundaries in place? I recently had a situation with a friend where every time I would see her, she would spend a lot of the time on her phone. And I found that this really got me down at times because when I'm with someone, I like to be fully present with them. 
And I know that for a lot of people, it's become quite a subconscious automatic habit to check your phone all the time. But this was just happening more than I was happy with. I don't know if any of you have experienced someone going on their phone in the middle of you talking, but it's not very nice. And so I felt compelled to put a boundary in place with this friend. I made it clear that I was not happy with the way things currently are. And I would prefer it if when we see each other, that we are both enjoying each other's company rather than going on our phone. And then perhaps texting friends and social media can wait until we're at home on our own. Suffice to say, it didn't go down too well on her side. However, I felt great. Well, I didn't feel great because it was challenging for me to do this, but it felt good taking that step towards showing myself love, towards showing myself that I value myself enough not to put myself in situations like this that make me unhappy, that drain my energy. In terms of times when I've maybe not put boundaries in place and wish I had, I have a family member who messages and wants to see me regularly. However, I find their company very draining indeed and not always that enjoyable. Occasionally they will invite themselves round or I'll feel obliged to see them. However, I end up regretting it because I come away feeling drained. And therefore, this is something that I am working on being better at, valuing my own energy and not being afraid to put those boundaries in place. Yeah, exactly. Essentially, when you try and please everyone else and don't put boundaries in place, you allow other people to be in control of your time and your energy and the way you live your life. So to take back control, you know, when you spiritually awaken, when you remember who you are, when you love yourself, you're essentially taking back control, taking back responsibility over your energy and your time. And it does just feel great, doesn't it? It feels good to take back control. Yeah. So listeners, I really encourage you to think about the boundaries or lack thereof in your life and with your relationships. Is there a relationship that is causing you more distress than it is joy? Are there boundaries that you could put in place to better your life and to value yourself more? Take a moment to think about this. Andrew, do you have some exercises for us today? Yes, so the first exercise you can probably guess. Next time the opportunity presents itself, put a boundary with someone who is taking advantage of you or not treating you how you want to be treated and see what happens. Just say, I don't appreciate uh, the way you're treating me. If you do this again, I'm going to cut off the relationship and just see what happens. See if you regret it. What you'll find is that you, you'll get this high every time you set a boundary in place that you'll be excited to find where else you can put boundaries. Yeah, and... I mean, it's not necessarily like you'll have to cut off every single relationship. It's a boundary can be smaller, can't it? It can be, oh, I need this weekend to myself. Maybe I can see you next weekend and valuing your time. That can be 
a different type of boundary compared to just cutting it off completely. Yes, of course. Um, those are the gen <laughs> gentler nudges. But if someone is not getting the hint, so let's use that example. If someone then responds, oh, no, why, why don't you just spend it with me? You know, why, what, what else are you going to do? How is that better than spending time with me or don't you like me anymore I feel like we're not spending time together you know when they start rambling on mm. then you say look I don't appreciate that I'm in control of uh, my time and energy if you keep doing keep doing this I'm going to cut off the relationship you know if it gets to a point where you're where it's you can't stand it anymore mm -hmm. the second exercise with each interaction notice what your ego's intentions are of the interaction be aware and honest with yourself. What is your ego expecting the other to give to you? And when they don't give you what your ego is expecting of them, become aware of your ego's impulsive reactions, perhaps blaming them for your frustration. Mm. Okay, so next we have our joke segment. So I've got three jokes here for you. Hopefully you'll find at least one of them half funny. <laughs> What do you call a selfish sponge? I don't know. Self-absorbed. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> what does a selfish cow say? Not sure. Me. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, you kind of need to know this before I say the jokes. The word ant in French is translated as fourmi. Okay. Okay. What did the selfish anteater say when offer, offered a full-course French dinner? Is this all for me? <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Thank you for those. So I'd like again to introduce our retreats. Our retreats called Surrender Retreats, where we help you surrender to life and become one with life, always going with the flow, completely relaxed and accepting of life, whatever it presents to you. And we help you during these retreats, help you remember who you truly are, help you love yourself so that, you know, you can put these things into practice, such as putting boundaries in place so that you have the courage, the fearlessness to do so. You can find more information about our retreats through the link in the description. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode has helped you to think about what your needs are and assess whether there's boundaries that you need to put in place. We look forward to speaking to you next time. Do get in touch if you have any questions or would like to request any specific topics. Bye.